0: The window oh, let's back. roll up the r- window my
1: fart smell is now out of jason's car mm. and we're good to go jason's had some drinky poos
0: <laughs> yeah. and we're here is the bludgeoning we're back after a two-year hiatus two fucking years two year. Hiatus. two and a half years i think the last show what was origin maybe or
1: no no last
0: show. or immolation
1: yes Immolation. <laughs> oh.
0: the last show was immolation
1: I don't know what happened in the rest of the world where our tens of listeners are from, but here in Toronto, we had a pandemic. And we were not about doing those uh Skypey interviews. Uh,
0: yeah, we got, we we thought about it and then we planned a few and then they just didn't they didn't work out, so we decided to drop them. Yeah, and also we just didn't want to do it. And they're annoying to do, so we didn't do them. But um, well worth the wait, I yeah, think. Yeah, well worth the wait. We had a, f- I mean, we've, I mean, our first, the first shows in Toronto have
1: been pretty sick. We've been to three shows now in the last month, so that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yesterday we went to see Mayhem. They played with uh, Midnight, Midnight,
1: and not Watan,
0: not Watan. No, much to my chagrin.
1: Yeah, much to everyone's chagrin, but that's okay. Mayhem was still fucking awesome. And, and then yeah. tonight
0: we got to see Omnium Gatherum and. A legion. a legion or a legion. I don't know how to say the name properly, Me but, either, but pretty sure he said a legion when he was on the stage, but it's not
1: how a legion is spelled.
0: I it's don't. a legion, a leg, a legion. a, legion. a legion. something that we, we also got in with, with Marcus and he, I don't think he, I don't... touring with them for a few months, still didn't know how to say the <laughs> name. So I think, uh, but they fucking ruled. I'm not a huge tech death guy, but they had a lot. They fucking ruled. I liked them a lot. <laughs> Unpronounceable name. See the thing with like tech death when they're live, it's hard to tell how tacky they are. Yeah, because they're just heavy as fuck.
1: Yeah, super fucking and that vocalist, holy fuck, he fucking crushed it. It's impressive. It's impressive his range going from the growls to the high notes. And speaking of uh, actually clean vocals, I wish I'd asked Marcus about his clean vocals. He's never, I don't think he's ever done them before, and they fucking rule live and on the new album.
0: Well, a lot of their old albums still had, like, clean singing. I but it's not if, him. I don't know if it is.
1: I looked it up on my phone. We had phone. the chance to ask him. I and... looked it up on my phone during the show. <laughs> oh, really? Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was curious. Yeah.
1: And it is not. It was, this is new for him, so good on him. I wish I got to ask him about that.
0: Yeah, it was really good. I didn't expect, like, a lot of the bands, I thought, like, these heavy metal bands, they pipe in these these clean vocals from, like outside the band sometimes and yeah. then live it doesn't really translate but man yeah they, they were fucking killing it good show it was such a good show
1: yeah
0: i've never seen them headline before yeah we've seen them with amorphous we've done an interview with omnium guy then before but with yuca and we've we've also done an interview with, with marcus but with some. his other band insomnia so this is an interview with just marcus
1: going through his career Kind of
0: well, we just we just had a fun chat to be honest. Honestly, we just sat and chatted for a bit. He talks about his new black metal project, I am the night, which Jason and I heard a couple of the fucking songs, and they're fucking awesome. And uh, Oh, it's it's fucking awesome. And he's really into it, which is yeah, he seems refreshing. Very, very very stoked about his new black metal project. And we started to talk about um, like, if his black metal band takes off, <laughs> me and Jonas are now fighting over the see, AC. See,
1: Jason and I have very much disagreement with if the AC
0: should be on or not. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's it's 10 degrees out. Listen. That is a air conditioning It's weather, still... It's March. <laughs> it's March in Canada. In Canada, and it's less than zero degrees. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock at night, and I want to put the fucking AC on. <laughs> I'm not a normal person, and AC also... Very bad for audio quality. Yeah, also, yeah. Famously
1: bad for audio quality. Yeah.
0: Anyway, Like the bludgeoning AC is famously <laughs> bad for audio quality. <laughs> hey, our audio quality is not bad. No, not bad. It's uh, not great. The insomnium interview. Oh. Absolute dog shit. Well, there was nothing we could do When about you record that. an interview in a bar, in a crowded bar, it's And some bad. band is doing their sound test and... Yeah. At least here we had... We had... Uh, the green room yeah there was a there was a band warming up but i think i'm um it still sounds all right props
1: to the uh to the velvet underground green room very nice green room
0: oh yeah we're starting
1: to be experts on the uh toronto uh venue green rooms we we
0: could start a youtube channel (sighs)
1: jesus christ (laughs) Like led
0: lights on cars Ah. should not be allowed anyways our interview with marcus really great really like kind of off the cuff we weren't really talking too much about the show or the album we just kind of hung out with them and had a really good chat which which is what I like to do we we aim aim to do that We,
1: we they're saying that you're typical fucking
0: and you know what it's it's refreshing for the artist as well because yeah, that's we many have. times we've had these interviews they've if said you're that to
1: the bludgeoning, we're, we'd like to just talk we'd like to get to know the person not a fucking promotion for the album but I mean, yeah we're gonna throw out a promotion for the album buy the new omnium Gatherum album our origin in stores now buy i am the night when
0: it comes out buy all of fucking marcus's work because it's awesome buy everything from a legion Yeah, buy everything from from Insomnium. Buy everything from every band. And listen (laughs) to the fucking (laughs) FUTCHERDIS!
1: tour we're uh here budgeting our first show in two fucking years we were off for two years just like everybody else and we're finally back doing shows again because we didn't want to do the whole online stuff there's no there's no personality to it you know did you guys find that with the? you guys were one of the big bands for doing the live streaming you guys and insomnium was that something you enjoyed doing or well, it's necessity. it's
2: it's like playing for the wall. <laughs> like geek without audience, so of course it's
1: Yeah.
2: Well to be honest I didn't like it at home. No, but didn't... It, it was like Necessary Evil, the only way to do it like uh, last year's but
1: Yeah, you know at first when you know we were stuck at home I was like, Oh that's a great I'll watch a live show and I was like, Oh this is... Yeah I'm yeah. glad to support the band, but this is not that great, <laughs> you know. Yeah.
2: I was happy to see like some posts from the fans to the social media that fans were like having beers at home and mossing in front of the TV. So I think yeah. that was cool. But
1: it got old fast. I'm sure it got real old for you guys yeah,
2: too. Yeah, so. re- and that trend really died soon. Like <laughs> I think we did like two two streams with OG and maybe three or four with Insomnium. So yeah. the one Your, stream now... we did with OG was like was, was the summer festival. And they could take like 40 people in. So yeah. there were at least like 40 people in the audience. So that was better.
1: Yeah.
0: Did any of your, your album drops, did they kind of fall in that, that area where you couldn't have crowds? Sorry, like when you're releasing albums, did, did any of that that kind of fall in with you couldn't have crowds? Because usually like you tour the album and all that. Yeah, of course. Well, we were supposed
2: to release this album like one year ago, oh. the origin. So this whole album cycle was postponed because of the COVID and then because there was no hurry to any tours or anything. So we just postponed the album and really concentrated on like composing songs, put half of the songs to trash bin and write new, better ones. <laughs> yeah.
1: You've been a fucking, for not being touring and being shut down, you've been a pretty busy guy for the last two years. Yeah. When it comes to writing, you know, the new OG album, the I Am The Night, I Am the Night album, are you big involved in that?
2: Yeah, that's completely my project, it's my baby. You're,
1: you're 100% the guy behind that, right? Yeah. Man, we were listening to the first two songs that are, have been out from it on the way up here. Yeah. Dude, they're fucking amazing. <laughs> Thank you. We were very excited for that album. I, I hadn't heard it before. We were like, oh, let's listen to his black metal project. And yeah. It's, it's fucking awesome. What, is, what made you want to do a, a black metal project?
2: Well, that's some, something I've always wanted to do and i even had like a black metal band in the late 90s with Janne who is also playing in oh, i am yeah. the night and and Janne yeah. is also like old, old bass player of OGs oh, yeah, yeah. so now this was the good size of the pandemic that surprised me so suddenly there was all the time in the world to use for writing music so i am the night is completely
1: <laughs>
2: made by covid <laughs> so some some teams I didn't have time like before for this, but now I'm really stoked about this project. And
1: when you're not touring all the time, and you're just able to just sit and write and write and write, kind of thing. Yeah, and now already this band have been
2: getting tour offers, and <laughs> yeah. we have a booking agent, so we even
0: might be here someday. <laughs> we
1: were just talking the way up, man. Like, man, we really hope this tours, <laughs> but we're like, he's got to take a break for a little bit. Like
0: yeah. now, if this band takes off, like then you're in like you got a pretty.
1: I'm busy struggling. schedule yeah
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah Insomnium is doing a new album also like in we are starting to record it right after this tour and then I have a new fourth secret project. Oh, come on. Super, no. super group with Finnish and Swedish musicians, you bit, well known but.
1: You can't tell anything about
2: that? I, it's, it's still a secret. So. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, okay. you were just like, I you haven't spent enough time in front of a studio. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but do. basically, I've been like writing I,
2: four albums and an EP during this pandemic. <laughs> but that's that's been my way of like how to handle the pandemic, because I'm usually always on tour, so when I, I was stuck at home, there's I'm sure
1: it's like us is depressing being stuck at home, not being able to do what you love and working and yeah, exactly. And like I couldn't, I could, I'm a framer and I couldn't go to work and frame, and I was depressed because I love my job too. And it's probably the same for a, yeah. Just what, you must have felt like on this tour. I know you're getting to the end of it, so it's pretty exhausting. But how amazing has it felt to get back on the road for real, and not just for one show, and then have to go back home?
2: Yeah, it's been really a super super special tour in that sense like it's been so great to be back it's been even great to sleep in the tour bus bunk which been lately been like necessary evil but yeah we've you been like happy like, things, like right? yeah, yeah sleeping when the bus is rolling and, and all <laughs> these like little things so at least we do know now that this is exactly what we love and we need to do this is our right. little place in the world
1: <laughs> do you feel that you have i know you it was especially shitty for For OG, the last two years with losing a few members and just a lot of not drama but just shittiness within the band and people who don't want to tour anymore. Do you think this tour has kind of solidified the five of you?
2: Yeah, we've been having a really good vibe on the on this tour and it's been awesome. Like all the people are so happy in the band and Mm -hmm. we have Nick Cordell playing (coughs) sorry guitar here and now we're even pitää tehdä nick on board okay. to the band for uh, like an actual member and he would be into it of course it w- will be a bit difficult because he's from virginia and there's an ocean between us yeah. but uh, but it's doable nowadays so right so and the why did like all the fans have been so great like i've never seen so so much happy people on the gigs like on this tour because you oh, can yeah. really tell, like everyone's
0: been waiting for this. And Canada, like we just pretty much opened everything up. Like this show, is I think, in Toronto? yeah, yeah. The
1: fourth one, I
0: think. We've been starved We've, for sure. Uh,
1: the first show in Toronto in two and a half years was the first band in two and a half years to play in Toronto was Napalm Death. <laughs> All right. And. Uh, the, I'm telling you, I saw a lot of grown men cry. <laughs> a lot of grown yeah. old metalhead dudes just fucking crying as soon as they Death started playing. That's it's, awesome. When you go two years without fucking metal and music like, and live music, it's, it's fucking hard, man. Yeah.
2: Like yeah. yeah, After that, you know what you love. Absolutely. <laughs> what you are missing.
1: You miss a fucking dingy dark rooms with that, that smell like beer and sweat. Yeah. <laughs> all the little things yeah. matter. Even when you, I saw, I follow you guys on Instagram and I saw you guys had a play in a fucking like rainstorm in an outdoor venue in Texas or something. Yeah, it was
2: in Dallas, the old gas monkey, oh, this amplified live cord now. And it was in the daytime, it was like really hot Texas weather and we were thinking like, uh, okay, outdoor venue in March sounded like bad idea, but this is cool. And then of course immediately in the night when we started to play it started to rain and it was really fucking cold, like, almost like in zero, zero Celsius.
1: uh, I imagine in the desert there (laughs) it's really fucking cold. Like, it was a good show though? Like, was it an interesting experience or? At least it was different.
2: (laughs) Lots of laughter and people moshing in the rain and rain was falling straight on stage and at least definitely a night to remember.
1: I feel like, maybe I'm looking into things, but I feel like the new album kind of has a vibe of fucking rising above and a lot of positivity and just a lot of, you know, unity and, and you just felt that vibe throughout the whole tour too. But, you know, we're fucking back and an album is filled with happy songs. It's not like all your other albums are depressing, but, you know, they have a darker kind of vibe to them. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, maybe it's something that came through this darkness called pandemic and wanted to do like something opposite and get a like uplifting spirit for the album and
0: now how deliberate is that like when you're going into making new albums like do you try to kind of stray away from what you've done before or does it just kind of happen naturally well
2: it's 50 50. always trying to invent some new angles for the music and album and but of course it the OG spirit always stays there, even I would try to compose different songs, but that's 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 the way I compose. Yeah. But on this album we kind of like had the like you can tell, there's a like huge 80s vibe. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna uh, ask
1: you actually, yeah. we were kinda of arguing about this, so I was like, man, I feel like Marcus likes Ario Speedwagon. Is that
2: <laughs> accurate? Well, yeah, although <laughs> although I will worry at the drop bands then. Uh, fuck yeah. That's <laughs> <what> <laughs> they want.
0: I that's was like a, like
2: a lot of having like a joke as a like Miami Vice if you know the TV show yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. this is our Miami Vice
1: album and <laughs> your Miami Vice album with, like, and, like you fucking... got
0: the Corvette in the video and all that yeah, yeah. is that true. your Corvette? yeah that's my <laughs> that's I, my is, car. I was
1: wondering I know in whatever well, time I've been to Europe I've never been to Finland you don't see many American cars in Europe is, was it hard to get a Corvette in Finland
2: or? there is like, like a good scene in with the u.s old u.s cars in finland and but you can only see them in summertime <laughs> oh, because yeah. in winter oh, yeah. time they're in the garage yeah did you, have
1: I, to, did you have to pay a lot to have a like shipped over kind of thing or did it i bought, bought
2: it on free in finland
1: they have a plant in them all nice yeah room. that's awesome and
2: i i have even a part of like corvette club of finland oh, that's oh a, that's yeah that's a pretty big club there's like a hundreds of a hundred you, members and
1: do you think the new corvette looks kind of shitty or do you like it uh,
2: I don't like the new ones, No, I, I like the C4 that I'm having and the C3, which is like an older one.
1: Old school, kind of has a muscle car, but I feel like the new one kind of has like a, it's trying to be like a supercar or yeah, something. It looks like a JPEG of a Lambo or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like all
2: these supercars look the same, like yeah. Some yeah, Japanese. Yeah, sharp angles. and all that.
1: Yeah. I don't know why Corvette tried to, I don't know.
2: <laughs> Trends. But did
1: did you, I know Alexi Leo was really into cars too. Did you guys ever bond over that kind of thing?
2: Well, well, nice that you said that now, because we always was still like speaking about American cars with Alexi uh, on tours we did together. And now when things happened and Alexi died, Alexi's sister wanted me to buy Alexi's Chevy Monte Carlo SS and now I have it. That, that's oh, my other wow. baby, the white one, which was like Alex's main main car he
1: was using. Wow, that's a pretty big honor. Awesome. Yeah. I was, man, I hate to bring it up, but we're talking about it now. How did that fucking affect the Finnish scene, man? That must have been... Yeah, of course, it
2: it was a huge hit, because Alex was kind of that kind of spirit animal of Finnish metal scene and always ar- around, and he was the biggest name. I've seen, scene i would say of course he was the first kind of the first one to die which is like almost the same age than i am yeah, what two two mean? years older than me so of course it, it hits close yeah
1: especially yeah. when you're already going through the pandemic stuff it's just he was, was really
0: actually our first interview too he was like for our show and when we, when we, we kicked story. it off yeah,
1: yeah we we just were like fuck it, let's try and get alexi yeah. why not and then he fucking it went pretty good and you know we were nervous it was our first time and then he stood up for us to nuclear blast and it opened all these doors for us so man like he stood up for us and told yeah. them like hey these guys are pretty cool guys and they're doing yeah, their job. so we we felt the i mean you know we didn't really know him that well but we felt a, a connection to him yeah. as well just because he obviously was a very stand-up guy so yeah he was a good guy
2: not a rock star i, I can imagine him doing that kind of Support for you guys and Yeah,
1: he didn't have to do that. He completely went out of his way to do that, so it's I could just Yeah, we felt it too. It's you know the whole metal world felt that I can't imagine what it was like in in the Finnish scene. Because it's such a small scene, but it's so big, right? Is it Yeah yeah.
2: Big guy of the small scene. (laughs) Little
1: guy of the small scene. Yeah. Is I know Finland has so many bands in such a small area. Is there you pretty much like does everyone know everyone kinda of thing?
2: Yeah, it's it's that is the Finnish metal scene like when there's happening these metal festivals in the summer it's like all the all the backstage guys knew each other. So, and that's that's nice, though so like
1: the, a... I saw the drummer for uh, in the night sky, what's his name? Uh Val... Oh. Val. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce his name. He's been in every band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> From uh, looking yeah. at his Metallon page, it's like Amorphous, tear, bodem, like every band he's drummed in. Yeah.
2: Paradise Lost and. Paradise Lost. <laughs> and he always fills in if someone is sick, then Walter is dancing. He's
1: just one of those yeah. drummers that is just.
2: He's crazy guy. Yeah. And so nice, dude, but he, as a player, he's like insane. He's,
1: he just. He doesn't even have to, like, do that much, like, practice. He can just hop in on record on an album or on yeah. a tour, I mean. I heard,
2: like, this story when he was filling in for Amorphis like a few years ago for some festival because Snoopy was sick and Valtteri didn't even play, play the set, not even once with the drums. He just listened the songs in the train and straight on stage oh, in, to the festival. <laughs> so. Yeah. Holy shit.
1: I heard, I heard that different you know, stratosphere of people, but I heard the same story when Joey Jordanson filled in for Lars from Metallica at like, Fucking blast or Glastonbury or yeah, something oh like yeah. that. Like just two hundred thousand people just figured it out. I mean No pressures, only two hundred thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, if you watch that video, it's oh man, Metallica with a good drummer is actually pretty sweet. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I can get that.
1: <laughs> uh, you guys are doing a lot of festivals in Europe this summer. Well insomnia, this, I've noticed.
2: Yeah. Right? It, it both bands together. Over 20, I think
1: when you do a festival where both bands are both of your bands are playing. Do you try to bake it on two different days or doesn't that matter to you?
2: Well, festivals don't matter because I've been even tour- doing tours with both tour's bands like so cool. oh, yeah. that's hard. Yeah. I'm getting too old for that but but festivals you know same day that's rather easy
0: so that that was what happened at the very beginning of covid right is omnium gathering and Insomnium were are kicking off a big tour yeah right? yeah that did you there. guys even get any shows in or you kind of landed and then that was it right yeah well we we flew to new york and at the
2: time when we were on air the news had hit like it's global pandemic and everything is closed and jfk was completely empty when we landed that was like from Whatever, Walking Dead yeah. <laughs> tv yeah, series.
1: Yeah, it was yeah, like
2: yeah. a really weird time. Was it scary? Like, were you guys
1: freaked out or were you kind of just like, looking back on it, are you... Well, looking back, we were just like a...
2: We were more like laughing, like, ah, this is the best time to... Because JFK is usually like crowded and yeah. it takes hours to go there. And now it took five minutes to go away from JFK. So we thought, well, this is cool. We hit the right spot, so everything is okay. And, I guess this will be fine and yeah. then we just got to play like one show mm-hmm. next day in the philadelphia and then everything was closed and we had to fly back home with the like blast
1: yeah wasn't that,
2: that
0: like that was a bit of a struggle yeah, right. to get back
2: yeah we did like a the crowdfunding thing and the stream and the support t-shirt because I could tell it's a bit expensive to get the visas and fly to USA and get all the merch printed and rent the buses and backlines and crew and then do one show and fly
1: back. (laughs) And you have to pay all that crew for that whole tour kind of thing or? Well, I guess you had the rental, like, was there any kind of help at all from insurance or did the Finnish government help with artists at all or?
2: No, no Finnish government have been helping artists pretty much so nothing complaining about that but when the tour was bullshitted there was nothing of course there's no insurance for that kind of cancellation so that that tiny moment the both bands were really in deep trouble with financing all that stuff but it went well and we're of course eternally grateful for the fans of the huge help did you
1: guys sell those shirts out like instantly were you, were you yeah no you're selling the canceled tour yeah. shirts and stuff like that like yeah, those, those
2: they were selling a lot, and I've been seeing a lot of those t-shirts on that yeah. this tour, so... Right, it probably means a
1: lot eh, to see that kind of support. I found this scene, like here in Toronto, like, Noel, who books the shows in Toronto,
2: yeah.
1: you know, the, the government helped out some artists and some, but they didn't help out promoters and people who, this is their careers as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So, he just started selling old, old posters on Facebook and right. online screen printed old tour posters and stuff like that just to help him feed his family and stuff and people community the metal community came out like fucking amazing just buying posters like crazy man because there's so much support that's the thing in metal community
2: like everyone helps each other and it's like a big family yeah we're just a
1: bunch of weirdos who like (laughs) loud angry music so someone's got (laughs) a support right
2: weirdo family
1: (laughs) yeah um the uh Couple more questions and we'll you can get out of here. But yeah. the uh, in the in the sky, in the night sky, right? Uh, I am the night, I am the night. <laughs> so, I am the night. Uh, what it's like on a very 90s, early 90s, like almost like Storm Blast era Dimmu board gear with like dissection kind of vibes. Is that yeah,
2: you keep know, the sweet spot. <laughs> that what that was the music I grew up oh, like in like the 90s, like So, it's it's definitely like a nostalgic trip to my teenager years. I was like huge fan of black metal, all these Emperor, old albums and Dissection, yeah. Mayhem, Immortal, all were this you, Norwegian. You,
1: when you were a teenager, was that kind of the end of the big, the rise of the scene kind of thing, right? You would have been pretty young in the early 90s when it all was popping off. Yeah, right?
2: something like 13, when it was like a really big thing in Finland, Finland also. like right. A lot of black metal heads, even in my small town. and.
1: Right. Dude. you weren't like enslaved in writing master albums when you're 13 years old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. When you look at that first enslaved album, you're like, oh, they were like 14 years old when they wrote. that Yeah. Keeps. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Kids wrote that album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. But like, yeah, was so. The uh, Did you feel the Was it Did the scene still feel very alive from those early '90s when you were a teenager?
2: Well, yeah. Even in my local. Town of Kotka, there was like really weird black metal scene, like almost this mayhem things happening, like some guys just blew their brains off, and and some tried to like uh, put explosives to the local church. But I wasn't part of that movement, (laughs) (laughs) so in that way I've been always more death metal guy. But I I liked the music back then, and but it it was wild, (laughs) wild times in Finland too. Did
1: you ever feel? I'm reading Rotting Ways to Death. Have you read that
2: book? Sentenced. Pardon? The Sentenced. Or that's the the, the, Finnish death metal history book. The
1: the, book Death, Rotting... I just got it. I haven't... I have just literally got it in the mail today, and I was just kind of flipping through it. I haven't actually read read that book. Oh, I'm looking forward to reading it, but... um, Did you find, as being such a big part of the mellow death scene, did you find... um, kind of a dichotomy in the fans between the mellow death side and that Finnish death metal side, the brutal death kind of thing. I Like the amorphous side of things, the more melodic as opposed to the fucking, like really fucking intense, dark death metal side. I think
2: maybe more Finland in the 90s was more like, it wasn't so strict that what kind of metal you are listening like, like people could listen to whatever same guy could listen. To Impaled Nazarene and Amorphis and Stratovarius and right. it was more like metal.
1: Yeah. It was fine. Like it was, you could have a tour that had you know Impaled Nazarene and Decadence or and fucking Amorphis all on the same tour. Kind yeah, of.
2: it it was okay back then. But it's, I, it's I think different nobody now, should... though,
1: right? Yeah, I think it's been
2: getting more like uh, black metal guys are black metal guys and death metal guys are death metal guys and. Power metal guys are power metal guys, and I am sure that many, many black metal guys will hate I Am The Night because this Melod deaf idiot called Marcus is trying to do black you know metal what? album, but I don't... You're, you're not probably wrong,
1: unfortunately. No. So yeah. Black metal's pretty become like the most fucking uptight, arrogant album when it, seen when it just started off as a bunch of drunken fools fucking playing yeah. yeah. music, right? My, my hands are clean
2: I already yeah, loved yeah, that yeah, in the yeah, 90s so yeah. every Puritanist can <laughs> just <laughs> Do you
1: like I you know the a lot of the Finnish mellow death scene you never see you guys touring with like you know uh, Sinister or Cancer or some any of the big Europe um, aspects like the big like death bands from Europe as opposed to more like always mellow deathy bands tour together is there like, we, because that become a conscious thing or is that just happened just because you're friends with everybody you want to friends
2: well both uh, in fact the first like really long european tour we did with omnium gathering was with nile and oh, nile grave and bell
1: <laughs> that so... is an amazing tour <laughs> yeah <laughs> holy shit you don't we don't see those kind of tours like that anymore I, here i feel like i feel like it's a bands in a tour. But like on this tour you're talking with Allegion very different type of band, Black Crown and had very yeah. different sound. It's but these two have
2: been getting really well together. Even it's a really different kind of bands. But been seeing a lot of like uh Allegion fan fans watching OG and then getting to know our band and also like OG shirts in the Allegion yeah. yeah. crowd so it works for both sides really well and
1: yeah it's nice. It's, it's nice to see a Starting to see more of a mix of different types of genres instead have just, you know, Black Iron initiate. They're kind of like a black metal kind of sound, and it's nice to see that mixture of genres happening again because there was a few years where it's just like, yeah. like you're watching the same show yeah. over and over again. I think
2: that was, was a really great lineup we did with OG. Like previous time. But it was, of course, Melodic Death Metal package, but with Amorphous, Dark Tranquility, Moonspell, and us. That, that... was oh, yeah.
1: amazing. We actually ended up missing Moonspell because we were talking to you. Or no, we were talking to Yuka. Yeah. Yeah, but man, oh man, that was an amazing tour. Yeah, that was good. And I'm... and uh, Amorphous are coming back with Uotta, so it's like Black Metal with Amorphous. Again, yeah. I'm looking forward to that real mix of...
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy to think that there is... I don't know if that's happening out of necessity bands just want a tour and they're not choosing like they're not like lining themselves up with with like their same genres but it's just kind of working out where do you
1: get a, much of a say in who you tour with these days the well, it, it,
0: it depends it
2: you it's often that the agents decide but for example this tour our new booking agent for us was sending me like a list of bands that would be willing to support og on this tour and I, I picked Black Crown Initiate and Algium for this tour myself, so because I like the band, I checked yeah. the stuff and thought that this will be cool.
1: So, okay, that's interesting. So, you I feel like they're Alagion or Alag- I don't know how to pronounce it. Alagion, that's that's a hot one. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Alagion. <laughs> <Allegaion. laughs>
1: you guys are both very different genres, but you're both like technical, very, very technical bands. I mean, do yeah. you like to tour with a band like that? Do you learn things? touring with technical other, other like do you still learn from younger bands and musicians and well you get
2: always some inspiration here and there even even you are not ch- seeking for inspiration but there's always something that you you can get to your hands from other bands on tours and
1: i find i've been working construction for 20 years and i still learn from like i'll have like a 17 year old kid that's working with us and i'll learn some new techniques yeah. and it's like I've, i was learning like as i'm getting older i like, man i used to like always be pissed off working with young people now as i'm getting older i'm like man i can actually learn things from young people if i don't yeah. shut my mind off to it you know yeah it's, i know the feeling <laughs> it's quite the same with you guys touring with young you try to tour with younger bands is that something you want to do bring up younger bands now that you guys have been around for so long
2: oh uh, yeah of course it's cool to try to help young bands in finland is kind of like a problem we don't have that much Young bands at the moment. Oh really? The middle middle ha- is not trendy at all oh, in really? Finland. Really? I
1: never so, thought that, that. Yeah.
2: Maybe like Lost Society is one of the only young bands in you don't Finland. You know
1: what? that you say it, every time I see a festival lineup, I'm like, I know every single one of these yeah. bands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> these <laughs> Europe <year at> festival lineups, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm listening to these same bands for 20 years, and there's not. I don't see many. And young it, European bands. That's true. And it's stupid.
2: When I was like uh, meeting some central media people in Los Angeles, the central media guy was saying to me calling Omnium Gathroom as like a young band. And I said like, <laughs> dude, I formed this band 96 and you, do you think this is a young band? And well, in some way, OG still is a young band in this genre. Yeah. And then when you check about uh, like Amorphis or Dark Tranquility or whatever they are. <laughs> 10 years older, almost yeah. so. so. So, yes, the,
1: if you a band that started in the 90s as like a new band, <laughs> you've been doing it for 26 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, This is really
2: starting to be like grown man <laughs> scene well,
0: <maybe laughs> over
1: here. Like, how long have you been touring over here for as OG? Uh, OG did
0: the first tour in
2: 2013
0: in, in North America, so <laughs> yeah. really haven't yeah, yeah, been it's coming really around. just a exposure thing, right? For us. Over on this side. Yeah. Kind of new to, to us over here. I can get why they would mix that up. But
1: is North America a, uh, area that
0: you've always. Do you find you
1: have to play bigger shows in Europe or over here?
2: Well, maybe Germany and Finland are still like our main markets and biggest shows. But like in North America, OG is doing really well. Like I, I see that our music is getting a really good response here. Like. Yeah. yeah. It's you're, still... you're,
1: you're pretty happy with the turnout on this tour, and... yeah?
2: Really. This, as I, I'm a Finnish, I'm a pessimistic Finn. I never expect anything, and this was OG's first headlining run, run. So I was expecting like
1: first ever headlining run in, yeah, in, America. in North
2: America. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 So I was expecting there will be like a really small crowds in some places, but there hasn't been like not a single single bad show. Like yeah. lots of people everywhere. That's
1: awesome. I was, you know, I saw that you guys are doing the full track across Canada which nobody does yeah like i was, like saskatchewan and manitoba and yeah all these nobody plays I, like the people there must have really turned out for it because nobody ever comes to fucking yeah. saskatchewan were, like, a
2: really good shows for example Winnipeg and regina
1: so yeah you guys are brave <laughs> driving <laughs> yeah. through fucking saskatchewan in the yeah. winter time
2: man yeah this is this tour have been a lot of miles <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i wouldn't want to drive through saskatchewan in the winter time but I guess you're used to driving through Finland and Norway and Sweden in the winter time, so it's not so bad.
2: Yeah, but. we have Lapland shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And now. Driving through mountains <laughs> Driving through Lapland. <laughs> I'm sure winter tours back in the '90s and shitty vans. You've been in some pretty sketchy. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah.
0: It's probably been you know it's been a long time since you've been touring, but you're kind of coming to the end of this tour now. Does it kind of feel like you're looking forward to the end, or you want to just keep going?
2: Well. It's also happy to go home. Yeah. I was happy to leave home after two years, but now I'm already longing to go back home, of course. Yeah. And this that makes everything also like worth of something that you always miss home when you are touring and you yeah. miss touring when you are home, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you nervous at all about what the state of European touring is going to be like, especially in Eastern Europe?
2: Yeah, uh, it's weird. <laughs> like, yeah. like last time when when we flew to New York, North America, Do, that morning I was watching the morning news and first time in the morning news was this global pandemic is yes. going really bad. So I was, I was like, we are just flying to New York and this happens. And now like month ago on the same day again, when I, I was flying to New York, I watched the morning news at my home. And that was the day when Putin invaded Ukraine. Oh, so oh I was like, oh, damn man. every time. we're. We'll <laughs> Flying to New York, something (laughs) shit happens.
1: We just bought tickets to the Mystic Fest in Poland because the lineup is fucking amazing. And so we were like, okay, we're gonna go to fucking Mystic Fest in Poland. And now we're like, fuck, that's pretty. close like, that gonna happen? It's pretty fucking close. But I'm sure. Like, is there a weird? I don't want to get political stuff, but are you nervous about being so close to Russia and Finland? And Is is there a lot of tension there?
2: At the, at the moment, it feels really distant and Russia would do something for Finland. Be be, because, <laughs> if, I, if I can say, it's like a western world ends the Finnish eastern border. Yes. But, but you never know because that guy is a lunatic. Like, yeah. you, he just so But yeah. my house is like 70 kilometers from the border. So well, That's what I was gonna say. You guys, yeah, yeah. your town
1: is really close to Russia, right? Yeah. Have it, you, is there a big Russian... vibe there? like? culture and language and stuff like that?
2: No, no. O- of course, only where you can see it in my town is like, a, it's a big harbor town, so there's a lot of like Russian trucks oh, r- yeah. going to the harbor, but nothing else. Really Finnish area where I'm living. Interesting.
1: Because when we talked to Korparkwani, um, what's his name? Uh, yep. the, 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 uh, the, the violinist. The violinist. Uh, what is his name? He, he, he Thomas, yeah. Thomas. He spends a lot of time in Russia studying um, Russian folklore, and that's what's very into their music and stuff like that too. So, and you guys are from a similar part of Finland, right? I think same? they
2: are from Lahti, maybe. So it's it's not that far away where yeah. I'm living.
1: That's what I thought. So I was wondering if, because he said that he was really into the Russian fucking witchcraft stuff, oh, yeah. and I was wondering if. And he was like, all the folklore and stuff is really popular in their area. Finland's, I was wondering if it was the same in... Yeah,
2: Well, maybe not na- anymore. <laughs> not anymore <laughs> yeah. traveling to Russia.
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys are more into the carball there. <laughs>
2: yeah. it, Finland and Russia has been like a long time really like okay relationship and you can go easily to Russia, but I think everything yeah. ended now. You so. guys have done a lot of touring in Russia? Yeah, we played um, many times in Russia and it's been Amazing gigs, like there's a really huge audience in Russia. And and those gigs have always been. weird, especially in that's the only place in the world where we are traveling via train. Oh,
1: really?
0: So, oh yeah. So yeah, you I just did... don't want to drive in Russia kind of thing? Or?
2: Yeah, that's what have been said, like don't go with that like a tour bus to the Russian border because then it takes some time when the police <laughs> starts to dig something. But with oh, train yeah. is easy, it just yeah, goes early. through and
1: so if you're, if you're on a European tour, when you get to Russia, you just like abandon your bus and go through Russia no, and come back.
2: And we do always do the Russian show like a, it's like a, the one-off show. It's oh, nev- you never you go to
1: Moscow with like a big band kind of thing. Or yeah. go there with another band kind of thing, play a show. Yeah, it's like t- tours.
2: European tours never go to Russia because of these tiny reasons that mm, yeah. no but one wants to go with a tour bus to Russia.
1: Because it's not fair to... The fans there too, they deserve to have... Bands too, right? Yeah. So it's. But like, I've heard that the vibe at Russian shows can be very weird.
2: I I, don't, I haven't seen that. We yeah. got. It's been. Same. Done everywhere. Like It's the same as everywhere. Yeah. Kind of thing. Aggressive crowd, lots of
0: Mosfits and.
2: Happy like, people, so. Well,
0: They're part of the, the community too, right? They're just metalheads, right? Yeah. Well, I just I know, know that. I've, who was it? What band
1: was it that was like, had like the cops surrounding the stage? Well, Belphegor. I
2: think. Oh yeah, yeah. It might be a bit... no Behemoth. Was it Belf- well, Behemoth? Or... Yeah, I heard like some like more extreme bands have got like problems in Russia, surprisingly. Yeah. And some Belfagor Nile tour. There was like some really stupid, religious bullshit. I if it was
1: Belfagor or Behemoth that had like a fucking bunch of police yeah. lining the stage to make sure they didn't do any of their well, satanic stuff.
2: Well, last time... have. Last time when OG played in Russia, we played Moscow and St. Petersburg. And after the show, we were in hotel, like gar- garden of the hotel, yeah. guys were just smoking and I had a beer and oh. the police are arriving and police took our passports and they, they robbed us. Oh <laughs> so no. Are we we had to buy, buy our own we passports, our passports we are basically giving all your money you had on the pocket. Oh my I mean, goodness. That, that's Russian police.
1: That's <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> fuck. Is that Oh my God! What's is that? The is Russia the weirdest place that you've had to run into stuff like that? Because you've done a lot of tours in uh, in the, in um, Asia too, right? Yeah. Well, well,
2: I was arrested in Chinese and Hong Kong border for three three hours. <laughs> that that's maybe the weirdest thing oh, happened wow. to me, and that wasn't. Now it's funny, but when that happened, that wasn't funny. There was some like a. Is stupid. We had like a Chinese work permits, and the promoter said they are okay for Hong Kong too. Right. But then they weren't. And in the border, me and Nilo and little Marcus from Insomni, we were like arrested for like a. Oh,
0: man. Uh, Holy shit!
2: The, the Chinese man with the like police cap is looking really evil <laughs> when um, you are.
1: Uh, a... So you guys toured in China?
2: Yeah. In yeah.
1: Was that a Winter Sun? No, it was
2: Insomnium and Orpheus Omega from Australia.
1: Okay, because my, my brother lives in China and he went to go see... He traveled on a train, because he lives there, doesn't get to go to shows. He traveled on a train for 15 hours or to go C- see Winter Sun, who was playing one show in the middle of China. So I thought maybe it was that show, but, it can't happen that often. We played... Both bands, Insomnium and Omnium Gatherum,
2: have been playing quite many shows in China. Really? How does that go? It's always really weird, but it's they have like really nice venues and good oh, crowds sure. and.
1: Really good sized crowds. There's not any kind of control about what you can play that kind of thing. Well, only control is like you always have to
2: send the band lyrics to some gov- control government first, oh, wow. and they check the lyrics. You just
1: make it up. Like <laughs> are they actually gonna look at it? Like yeah, you're just like we love China. China <laughs> <Yeah>. is great. <laughs> yeah. Because like, what are, they, what are they gonna say, yeah, right? Then when you have
2: all the stuff is, you have the papers and work permits, alright, it's cool and Chinese, Chinese metal is also are really great.
1: My brother was saying that the turnout at Winter Sun was huge. Yeah. He said there was like hundreds of people, he was not expecting it at all because he lives lived in China for 10 years, so he's never even met another metalhead.
2: Over one billion people in
1: china yeah. so and they just travel from fucking yeah. all over to go to a show right he was yeah like, my brother's like i've lived in china for 10 years i've never met a metalhead. i go on a train for 16 hours and apparently every metalhead, <laughs> <in> the, every <laughs> metalhead in the country is at this winter sun show in the yeah. middle of china so is it that big
2: the state statistical fact that if you have one billion people there have to be at least few hundred metalheads <laughs> yeah. so.
1: do they does the is it worth it financially to go over there or do you kind of just do it just for the fun of being on tour in a
2: strange it, place it's been worth it being, when we are doing like a china and japan and a- australia and like asian australian tours right then it then it's really good and
1: japan comes out for it. well japan is that's another yeah. thing that's that's wonderful
2: yeah <laughs> that, that's one of the best places in do you are play. you a record
1: collector yeah so when you go to japan do you come home with a suitcase full of records <laughs>
2: yeah from <laughs> tower records tokyo oh, yeah. and but I always have my suitcase full of records, even here from Canada or yeah. <laughs> the US. I'm still like an old school guy, and I, I have like a huge collection of vinyls and CDs. Do you
1: still get, do you still, when you go to a new town, is the first thing you do, to you find a record store? Yeah, mm-hmm. really often. <laughs> that, yeah, that's my kind of tourism.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where'd you go today?
2: Well, t- today I didn't went anywhere. Oh, okay. is here would be nearby some, st- because we were really oh, late.
0: I'm sure there's something on that stretch, yeah. There's oh, something. there's i'm not i'm not sure of anything there's grasshopper
1: records i've been there like a few times before that's a good one and then the fucking big one um oh my god i can't remember what it's called i used to go there all the time
2: anyway we were so late today because last night we played in chicago The driving was insane so
1: and toronto traffic i don't know it was a nightmare I (laughs) i don't know if it's the worst in the world but you guys have been in a lot of traffic but for us, I think it's one of the worst yeah. traffic city places I've ever been.
2: You should go to Los Angeles <laughs> or <laughs> Beijing. Then you would be happy oh, with yeah. the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's actually
1: not so bad. <laughs> I
2: think the Beijing is the most insane I've seen. Like yeah. nine lanes to one direction and it's full of cars and like these weird motorcycles of China.
1: You probably wouldn't come this way, but just outside Toronto, on between here and the city we're from, Kitchener, there's 22 lanes of traffic over 22. <laughs> yeah. 22 lanes. It's like the biggest deal in the upcoming Ontario election is dealing with the traffic. It's like, and pandemic obviously, but nobody wants to talk about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, thanks a lot for chatting with us. We've been kept you for a while. So no thanks a lot. And we didn't even talk about the new album. Really? am oh, really, but bit, yeah. The new album, Origin, is out now. Yeah. You guys are happy with the, how it's going, how it's sailing. You're getting ready to get, I guess it's been out for five six months now
2: so yeah well the first months again disappeared to pandemic but, <laughs> disappeared yeah. too, but, but we did the first uh, first Finnish tour and it went great and so be really happy with the album it seems yeah. people yeah. like it and yeah, yeah I
0: like it.
1: And when, when is the new uh I am the night coming out when's that album
2: coming uh, out? 6th of May
1: 6th of May and then they're gonna yeah. be a big tour after that right Ah, uh, we'll see. <laughs> You'll be on tour with uh, Belphegor and uh, Emperor, right? Hopefully.
2: The ghost of dissection. The ghost <laughs>
1: Did you ever get to see them or... No, unfortunately him? not. No. Yeah. He, he passed before you kind of got... And I guess he was in prison probably for most of yeah. the Yeah. First he was in
2: prison and then he did a few gigs and then he <laughs> exploded his yeah. head. So, yeah. I missed it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, thanks a lot, Marcus. It was really nice to chat with you again. Yeah. Always good.